Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Hunter Walker from Long Point String Band, with special guest guitarist and also friend Brian Bell. Hunter plays the mountain dulcimer, an instrument I haven't had much exposure to, so I'm probably not qualified to say this, but I think he's probably the best. I mean, he's gotta be. (laughs) I heard him play for the first time the night before we recorded this, and I had this immediate physically emotional reaction. The man's music is breathtaking. And when it's not breathtaking, it's super fun and clever. I love it. I'm honored to have Hunter as the first mountain dulcimer player on Get Up in the Cool. I love my weekly fiddlers and occasional banjo players, but this is the best departure from the show's normal instrumentation in quite a while, not counting, of course, last week's bicorn. <laughs> and that's why I saved this episode for Get Up in the Cool Month. I'm featuring all my favorite interviews and jams this month in hopes that you'll share the show with others and share your money with the show. Specifically, my plan was to budget all money pledged this month to pay my guests for the following year of episodes. The only problem is there's only been like two new Patreon supporters since Get Up in the Cool Month started. We're still really far away from our $50 an episode goal, so I'm going to make my request a little more explicit this time. If you've been putting off signing up on Patreon... Now's the time to hop on board, because if you sign on before the end of October, you're going to directly impact the quality of the show. I even made a new reward tier discount. If you want to download the MP3s of each tune played on the show, it's now only $7 an episode if you sign up before the end of the month, Uh, which, if you think about it, it averages out to about a dollar a tune. Think of it like an old-time CSA. You're just buying an old-time EP every week. Plus... You don't just get all the tunes going forward, you get tunes from previous episodes, all at the same time, and they're all tagged and ready for your iTunes library or whatever app you use. I actually just went through and re-uploaded everything so it's consistent now, the entire Get Up In The Cool discography is in my iTunes library. Guess how many hours of old-time tunes are in there? Over 18. And that's without the interviews, just the music. If you sign up at this level or higher, you're directly supporting one of the fastest growing and highest quality traditional music archives ever, as far as I know, uh, and you get to own it. If you want to sign up at this level, go to CameronDewitt.com and click the Patreon button, then follow the sidebar until you find the level titled The Weekly EP, MP3 Downloads, Get Up in the Cool Month Special Deal. If that's more than you can contribute right now, sign up at any level and you'll get a digital download of Get Up in the Cool Volume 1 at the end of the month and a digital download of Get Up in the Cool Volume 2 when it comes out next year, plus whatever rewards you pay for. Now, if you can't contribute to the show financially, I totally get it. The show is still for you. You can listen guilt-free on one condition. Please, please, please share your favorite episode on Facebook banjo hangout fiddle hangout or whatever traditional music forum you frequent or troll (laughs) and when you post the link say something specific or interesting or nice if you get a conversation going people will get involved you could even put some fiddle nerd bait in there like asking what the source of a tune is or whatever even if you know just lie just get people talking about it i don't care if people if enough people share compelling conversation starting posts of get up in the cool episodes this week we might reach enough new listeners and therefore new funders to meet this month's goal okay enough pledge driving for now here's my very very 
very good jam, an interview with Hunter Walker and Brian Bell. Stick around afterwards for details on how to hear more of their music. Enjoy. Brian Bell, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having yeah. us. It's uh, Friday at Clifftop. Uh, we're about to go compete in the Neotrad. Yeah. <laughs> in the Neotrad contest, which is awesome. Awesome. Uh, Unexpectedly. Yeah. You've been in the Neotrad contest many times before. Uh, I've made the finals one time before. You made yeah. the finals well, we, one time. Well, you won one, 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 one time, time, yeah. yeah. Wasn't the band 46 and a half or something? 46 and a half. Is that what it was? Yeah, great, great. Awesome. How long have you been coming to Clifftop, Hunter? I think this is my ninth year. Ninth year, very good. Did you did you grow up playing old time music? Uh, I started when I was thirteen playing mandolin. Playing mandolin. And um, wasn't really playing old time very much until I was introduced uh, to some ladies playing dulcimer at Tamarack in Beckley. Yeah, very good. And I fell were, you, were you doing like bluegrass on the mandolin? Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. More or less. I was really going without direction. Sure, sure. Yeah. So dulcimer is really your entrance into old time music. Uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah. So um, your old time story and your dulcimer story. Maybe you could explain what you're playing because there might be some people who don't necessarily know 
what that sound is that they just heard. Uh, yeah. It's a Latin dulcimer, mountain dulcimer. Um, only true North. Oh yeah, let's. Thank you. It is uh, considered to be the only true North American instrument. Wow. And uh, the the very first ones were found in West Virginia and Kentucky. So uh, its its roots are Germanic and uh, you know Northern European uh, things like that. And uh, so it has uh, ancestors that are uh, from Europe. But the concept of the dulcimer, the box, and the fretboard as we know it today is uh, uniquely American. Yeah. So it's. Uh I'm trying to think of how to describe it visually so that people could see it. I mean, you've probably seen one hanging on a wall. Which is where most of them before. end up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and some would say that's where they should stay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yours is like a little more of a serious one. It's definitely not just a decoration. Um, it's a functional dulcimer. It kind of looks like a beautiful model boat or something. It's a, as far as dulcimers go, yes, it's a, it's a large dulcimer that I had built um, by an excellent luthier named Mike Clemmer who yeah. lives uh, just outside of the Pigeon Forge area in Tennessee at a place called Wallen. And he makes fine dulcimers, fine, fine dulcimers. And uh, took a nod out of the guitar book and put a spruce top on it and some heavier mm. strings, yeah. larger body. And so I can uh, jam and hang in with old-time circles. Awesome. So there's not a lot that exists like this? Uh, I've not played one that's better. We'll put it that way. Right on, right on, <laughs> right on. So um, the other thing that seems to be of note about it. Well, there's a couple of things. One, it's on your lap, so instead of having your hand, your fingers come up from underneath to play it like on a guitar or a banjo or any other instrument other than pedal steel guitar, you are coming down from on top. Exactly. How, what is that, what is that like? That seems very counterintuitive to me. So to most musicians it does. I don't know, um, well, I picked up the, the mandolin, then I picked up the guitar, and the dulcimer came after that. Uh, it's actually, ergonomically, it's more, quote, correct. Uh, you're doing a, a pushing motion away from you instead of a pulling motion. And so yeah. you don't have to have your hand, if you can imagine playing uh, something such as a violin fiddle. That um, makes sense. Or a guitar, something like that. It's actually quite comfortable to play. So you've never gotten, like, any sort of discomfort from, from playing? All repetitive hand injuries, things like that. Well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes with anything. Sure. Yeah. Super interesting to watch. I, uh, I, I think it kind of looks like you're like petting a cat a little bit <laughs> when you, when you're playing it, because you're just sort of like moving your hand back and forth and then like kind of wrestling. It's like, I don't mean to be reductive. It's like, it's just super interesting to watch. To yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Maybe you can talk about that. What's what do you mean you're used to it? Like, are pe do people give you a side eye when you come to jam with this thing? Or? Uh, yeah, sometimes uh, people ask me where I learned dulcimer, and you know, I, I, in the very beginning, uh, when I first got my first dulcimer for Christmas, um, I did take a few like lessons or like a summer workshop or thing like that, maybe for the first couple of months. Um, but I say what really taught me how to play dulcimer is fiddle players, and banjo players, other musicians from coming to places like Clifftop as we are here right now and setting in with musicians and trying to learn the tunes and to capture the sound that, that I want to hear. And what I like to do with the dulcimer is to be an ambassador for the instrument to show people that the dulcimer is not just something that your grandma plays with a stick and a feather. It's something that you can actually get music out of and Wait. can hang. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Stick and a feather? 
Yeah. Is that a thing? Traditionally, dulcimers were, fret, were they didn't have frets that ran the length uh, of the fretboard, just only under one string, and the rest were used as drones. So more traditionally, the dulcimer made. Okay. So you can only the, move around on the notes on one string. On one string as opposed to, and, and thank God for the hippies who, and Gene Ritchie who brought it out of obscurity and uh, renovated it, put new frets, put frets all the way across the fingerboard so you have the possibility for chords yeah. and different textures of chords. And with the innovation, of, it used to be completely diatonic. Uh, meaning that you could tune to one key and that's the key that you were in. You couldn't go to any other keys. Um, I've added uh, some additional frets to mine that allow me to play in different keys. And even in a, uh, it's kind of difficult to explain without seeing it, but even a, a quarter fret in traditionally, or on most conventional dulcimers, uh, whenever you go to the key of A, you're missing a G sharp. So you can only play an A mixolydian. Yeah. But with the addition of this this little quarter fret that I had thrown in there, I can get an Ionian scale. Yeah. So maybe like just for the people who are interested, like can you just like play like what key are you in now? If I'm you're capoed up, you got a special dulcimer capo or something. I do. And uh, what key are you in? You're in A. Yeah. Can you just like go up one of the strings so we can just hear it? Because the frets are spaced out. It's not like one fret per every note. Yes, it, it's not chromatic. Yeah. It is diatonic. Um, I have added some chromatic, um, some chromatic frets, but um, yeah, just like give us I'll a just, taste so we yeah. can get the idea. So what, what he's about to play is one fret at a time. Usually, if you did it on an instrument like a guitar or a banjo, it'd sound like this. Like that, but you're doing one fret at a time. They're all different lengths, and it sounds like this. It's just with the melody string and the drone, I can add chords. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, and then you have that optional other other note that you can get, right? Exactly. That, what's that other note then? Here. Yeah. A G sharp. G sharp. Okay, cool. Yeah, and how is it tuned? Are uh, there different it, tunings? I do use some alternate tunings. Uh, you know, no more than what an old-time banjo player would use. Yeah, yeah. Um, without the capo, I'm tuned in an open D. Um, with the use of my capo, I can get to all the jam keys, uh, you know, retune the key of C just like a banjo player would. Cool. Um, so I don't really have... That's another myth that I wouldn't mind to yeah. dispel, is that dulcimer players only play in the key of D. Well. A lot of them that that is true, but that's not necessarily true in for the for the entire population of dulcimer players. Cool. Let's uh let's play the Shelvin Rock. Yeah, let's play a West Virginia tune. Yeah, wonderful. And maybe we'll talk about um, West Virginia. Yeah. A little more after that. Great. Cool. Ready, guys? Here we go.
so Shovel Rock, West Virginia tune. Are you originally from West Virginia, honey? Yes, I'm. Uh, we're here at Clifftop, as we said. I'm 45 minutes south of here in a, a little city called Beckley, yeah. and I have been here my entire life. So, have you been around old time music your whole life? Like, have you seen it, or no. did you have to like get introduced by yeah. these dulcimer players? Uh, yeah. My first, I guess my first real exposure to old time was Clifftop and uh, the Vandalia Gathering, yeah. uh, which uh, some friends of mine who got me introduced into the dulcimer uh, are luthiers, and they vent instruments at, at these festivals and things like that. So, um, yeah, I was introduced to old time through the festival scene. And I also wanted to ask about um, the way you play dulcimer. Do you know anyone else who plays fiddle tunes on the dulcimer. Is that a thing? There are a few of us. Yeah, is that is there a tradition of that? Like what is like what is the tradition of the dulcimer? Uh to a like, degree in the past. Okay. Well, the instrument wasn't built necessarily for volume and to play for dances and things like that. Um, the dulcimer was made uh, originally to accompany uh, a solo voice and uh, it would they would tune it to whatever key grandma's songs were in yeah yeah uh not necessarily to play tunes they they did play tunes on it um and as the instrument evolved and its capabilities as an instrument to be able to play fiddle tunes and, and things such as that and in many other genres of music as well uh it is becoming more common i would say yeah did you i mean where did you get the idea to play like straight up reels you know, like on the dulcimer, like just like super fiddly melodies. It seems, I mean, when I'm looking at your fingers, I guess it it makes sense, uh, like the the shapes more or less. Maybe it makes even more sense than the banjo. I don't know, but um, like I guess I when I started playing banjo, I heard some people play old time and play like you know noty fiddle mm-hmm. tunes. It's like, oh, that's a thing that you can do. Did you? have anyone like that for dulcimer like these these ladies in beckley were they like who's your teacher um did you have one in the beginning yes tish westman who's a who's a phenomenal mountain dulcimer player uh she uh she got me started and taught me chord shapes and uh exposed me to some of the you know beginning old time repertoire things like that that she would have in her in her sunday circle which mainly included um Mountain dulcimers, and she builds boat psalteries as well. I don't, not, I don't know if, cool. uh, if listeners are very familiar with the psaltery. Um, I just heard it for the first time last night, and I'm still processing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and when you get into the dulcimer, and the, there's, it's uh, a friend of ours calls it the the subculture of, yeah, of yeah, traditional yeah. music, uh, <laughs> and it, it's sort of interesting in its own right. But uh, that's not what I prefer to do with it. Yeah. So. Um, who are your favorite like sources then? What are the tunes you like to play? Um, do you play like a lot of West Virginia tunes? I like- do. We do play a lot of West Virginia tunes. Uh, uh, as I like to say, I like to dispel the myth that you can't play fiddle tunes and, and legitimate old time music on a mountain dulcimer. Uh, I'm in a string band, long point string band. Uh, it's a four piece consisting of uh, a fiddle, a fiddle and mandolinist uh, who switches off. And uh, when he plays mandolin, I typically play dulcimer. When he plays fiddle, I typically play banjo. Yeah. And uh, of course, we have Brian Bell today here on guitar. Hey, Brian. Hey, <laughs> hey everybody. 
and we have a bass player as well. Very good, very good. Um, yeah, what's so, uh, so the tunes? That, uh, yeah, we we tend to draw heavily on uh, uh, the point I made about the band is that we like to travel. Uh, around and play different shows around the region. So if we know we're going to Pocahontas County, we like to play Pocahontas County tunes. So right uh, things such as that. Uh, I love all of the West Virginia fiddlers. Uh, of course, uh, we played one of Ernie Carpenter's tunes. Yeah. Um, Bobby Taylor's, of course, uh, huge influence on anybody that you know wants to learn old time music. Yeah. If you've not heard of Bobby, you definitely should. Um, I would say that the the fiddler in particular um, that uh, really inspired me and was really um, has in, has really influenced my dulcimer playing uh, is Rachel Eddy, who's a yeah. contemporary fiddler uh, and has come to be a former a, guest on the show. Former guest on the show, right? And uh, it has become a good friend of mine. So I would say that she's been uh, probably the most influential fiddler in my playing. I can see that. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> Um, is that all of our A tunes? I think we're out of A tunes, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Let's, let's go to D real quick, quick tuning break, and uh, then we'll uh, play that Marlboro County. Yeah, Marlboro yeah. County. Is that an original tune? It's an original tune. Very, very good. Okay, tuning break. Here we go. Tell the story about Marlboro. Um, so I wrote this tune on the way to South Carolina, and uh, I wasn't driving while I wrote the tune. Um, I don't really consider myself a tunesmith, but sometimes a melody just pops in my head and I tend to, whenever that happens, I tend to just look around at whatever it is I'm doing and in the car, uh, as I just sort of finished writing this tune, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to call it? And uh, passed a sign that said Marlboro County. So this is, this is Marlboro County. Fitting.
cool too, man. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Glad you were inspired on the road. Very good. We actually recorded that song too, Cameron. We we did record that, and uh, we did record that CD or on our CD last summer. We we're gonna be making one sometime this fall, a new one this fall, winter. Very good. Yeah. Where do uh, people go to? Uh, um, are you accepting like? people to like come hire you for like dances or shows or absolutely the, yeah. yeah we, all we play above. all, all the of the above weddings private parties how far are you willing to go <laughs> uh, uh talk to us okay cool cool we're yeah, up for anything so, yeah well I'll, I'll put links or oh, whatever. Yeah, definitely. yeah and uh your uh cd uh we do have cds available for purchase yeah. uh you can find us on facebook long point string band um we do not we're working on the website website's not currently up but it will be up Probably within the foreseeable future, I'd say. Yeah, right on. And uh, you can also search it out on CD Baby. It's yeah, out, it's the, out on CD, CD Baby. Baby. Cool, exactly. And cool. iTunes and whatever else. Right on. Yeah. yeah, and the digital download is a little bit cheaper than a physical copy of the CD. But you know, get in touch with us if you're. I like I like tangible, tangible yeah, copies of CDs. I'm I'm one of those. Yeah, types. for sure. Now, uh, this next tune that we're about to play. Mm-hmm. Um, is also an original. Is it on, on any of your CDs? No. Yeah. Is it? Is it going to be on the next one, or is this just a get up the cool exclusive? What's going on? I th- I think this I mean, one will should, be on the next one. Really yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's a it, fun tune. Uh, maybe you could tell us a story behind that before we uh, change keys again. <laughs> uh, not not much behind it. Long story. The the title is so sang the mountain. Not much back. Not okay. much, well, <laughs> great, great. There is. Don't. Long story. So sing the mountain, Dulcimer. <laughs> so sing the mountain, Dulcimer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, and we're uh, we're about to go play this for the Neo Trad. We are. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, in the spirit of that, I'll go grab your your banjola real quick. Sure. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Quick instrument change. Cool. With the intro. So so sing the mountain uh, on. Uh, Lab Dulcimer, guitar, and banjola. Thanks for letting me borrow your banjola for the contest. <laughs> of course.
That's a good tune. <laughs> right on, right on. So, um, if the answer to this is just like a you know quick and boring no, that's fine. But I was just wondering, have you are you into like uh, any traditional? Well, sorry, let me put it this way. More conventional like dulcimer playing out there. Do you like like Joni Mitchell? I love stuff? Joni Mitchell. Do you play any of her tunes or anything? Or have no. you ever played any of them? No. Um, I thoroughly enjoy her, yeah. all of her work. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. Uh, I don't try to replicate what she. Sure. Does, mostly because I can't figure it out. Really? <laughs> she had her own thing. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, it's, she's, yeah. it's her and strange tunings and yeah. you know the voice to go with it. She's also like playing, you know, she's playing her dulcimer, however that's set up, and then she has like a. I'm thinking about like, um, uh, what's the like? Is it California one? Yeah, that, that track is that what? Yeah, that California. Features? Yeah, sure. Uh, and I think there's like a bunch of other like guitars and stuff, so I, I'd imagine it's kind of hard to the way it's produced to like pick it out necessarily. But yeah, it's just always interesting because you know what happens to me, and I'm sure this happens to you too when people see you with a banjo is they'll ask you about the most obvious banjo player that they know mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mumford and Sons oh do you like Mumford and Sons right. or, you know uh, or even you know bluegrass reference you know do you play Scrug style or something you know yeah. so I do you like get tired of that this could be a PSA for people when talking to dulcimer players <laughs> Yes. Whether or not to bring up Joni Mitchell. Oh no, no, no! Uh, you know because you know that's all they know of the dulcimer. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, what, another thing that's kind of funny for me is that a lot of people don't know what a dulcimer is. Yeah. Uh, in this community, uh, not so much people don't know what uh, a dulcimer is, and they may have preconceived notions about it. But it's really funny when I'm telling somebody in their 70s what a dulcimer is, who right. lived here their entire life, and they've not not seen it. But um. Uh, a PSA for the people who listen to this, who who, who uh, ask banjo players if I can play the thing from Deliverance. The, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, I guess that goes double for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know you, and I know your kind. No, just yeah. Uh, uh, I guess uh, no. For some reason, I don't get as easily offended, or not offended, but like annoyed when somebody asks me if I play Joni Mitchell or Cindy Lauper or, or something like that. No wait, does Cindy Lauper have it too? Cindy Lauper, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'm. Uh, it's it's been it's music. been said that she wrote "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" on a dulcimer. Really? Yeah. She's a great dulcimer that, player. That needs that needs fact check, but yeah, I've been told that Man, several people. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that song's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it, and I totally. Oh sure. We get hype when I listen to it. That's hilarious. I would love. Maybe there's like a B-side somewhere of her playing it on dulcimer. What's that? Like Cindy Lauper playing it on dulcimer. Yeah. Is are there? Does she ever perform sure. with it? That song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Yes, I've seen her. You've do You've seen it? it? Oh my god. Yeah. There, okay. there, there's videographic evidence of that on YouTube's and. Once and we get back to civilization, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so we should uh, get to see real quick so we can play this Maysville. Yeah. All right, and that'll be our last team. All right. So uh, we're all in C. Ready to play. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for oh, being absolutely. on the show and feeding me pasta and Indian food last night, among other things. And uh, the great tunes, which trans- tunes. transpired into something completely, totally 
yeah, yeah, Neo Trad Finals. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've learned a lot about. I never really heard a dulcimer except for Joni Mitchell before, and I sure as hell haven't heard anyone play like you do. So it's like Thank you. it's been a real treat. I I literally have like like well, I when I first heard you start playing on the first tune that we jammed on, I went like. <gasps> <laughs> like a little sharp intake of just like, oh my, like, you know, just like a little flushed, you know, it was like, it was like a physical, emotional experience. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's Dulcimer, it's the name. Thank you, know, you and thank you for doing this podcast, and because I know people listen to it, and I'm glad that I can be an ambassador to the, for the instrument. So, Hell yeah, man. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, my, my pleasure. Did you uh, learn this Maysville from the, the original? Uh, J.P. Fraley, or did you get it through someone else? Or I learned it through Betty Von Brock, who was really good friends with J.P. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. They recorded an album together. They the did. Waltzes. Yeah. Well, mainly waltzes, but yeah. And a couple other. Uh, mainly fiddle duets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic CD. Shout out to Betty. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and J.P. Yeah. Yeah, this is like one of my favorite tunes. I was like really... Uh, really pleased to hear that you also play this not yeah, yeah not too many people play maze no no more people need to so oh uh quick like call to action if you're like listening to the show and you want to learn tunes i just found out if you're listening to it on an iphone you can like put it on half speed you don't need an amazing slowdown you can just yeah. put it on half speed and it keeps the pitch right i mean i guess it would anyway uh and you can like learn this tune along oh. with us so maybe do that all right. Uh, thanks. <laughs> R- random aside, but like I do r- actually really want people to learn this tune. And, I do too. Uh, and maybe play it with the same amount of beats that we play it, so that we can play together. <laughs> if you su- if you suggest it in a jam, it is a total jam killer. Yeah. But that that that's the point. We need we need more people to learn it, so it's not yeah. a jam buster because it's such a great tune. Yeah.
so nice. So nice. Good. If you want to hear more of Hunter Walker's music, check out Long Point String Band. That's Long Point String Band, four words. It's his band with Brian Bell. They're on Facebook and YouTube, and their self-titled album is available for order and download on CD Baby. That's all linked to the show notes on my website, the Get Up in the Cool Facebook page, and whatever app you're using to listen to this. Just tap around until you like and subscribe and buy all their stuff. Oh, and uh, Long Point String Band is active in southern West Virginia, so if you want them to play your dance or wedding or party, hit them up on their Facebook page. If you're going to Augusta's Old Time Week this month, make sure to get in a few tunes with Hunter because he's on the staff. Just a reminder, Get Up in the Cool has a long way to go to reach its goal, so please consider contributing on Patreon. Go to CameronDewitt.com, click the Patreon button, or follow the link in the show notes. And if you can't, help me reach new listeners and supporters by sharing your favorite episodes on whatever social media platforms you have the most clout. I have to keep that stuff to a minimum myself because no one likes self-promotion. It smells weird and people are turned off by it, but no one's going to mind if you post Get Up In The Cool links. I promise. They're likely to appreciate it, especially if they don't know the show exists. And a lot of people still don't and would totally love it if they knew. And if you're procrastinating to sign up on Patreon, I get it. I have a million internet errands that I'm behind on, and my inbox is kind of a mess. But I swear, the process is painless. You set it up, forget about it, and it would mean a lot to me. Especially since I spend a good six or seven hours every week making this show for you. To those of you who are still supporting the show on Patreon, thank you so, so, so much. I wouldn't and very literally couldn't do it without you. Thanks for listening, friends. That's all for this week. Next week's the last episode of Get Up in the Cool Month, and I'm going to post my interview and jam with Hen's Teeth, the innovative old-time fiddle and cello duo of Jane Rothfield and Nathan Bontrager. Their dynamic is hilarious, and their music is incredible. We play one of the most beautiful and creative versions of Happy Hollow I've ever heard. I'm real excited for you to hear it, so come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. 